It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. a texter hit us up during our weekend winners and losers. He said his weekend winner Goodland 5th and 6th grade youth football got 3rd place at the Sunflower State Youth Football Championships. That was in Hayes. They beat Scott City. Shut out Scott City 19 to nothing on a cold, chilly day. Congratulations young men on that 3rd place finish. Let's uh, let's move into the phones. Our good friend Christian Peck Demet joins us here from Colby. Good morning Christian. Did you play youth football growing up? <laughs> yeah, I did. Way, way back. Oh, it can't be that long ago. Can't be that long ago, you youth, you youthful person. What 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 yeah, position I'm, did you play in football at youth football? Oh, I mean, youth football. I'm talking. I'm talking the uh, like pop Warner flag stuff. So I'm. I don't know. Whatever, whatever they needed me. I'm. I'm a, uh, an all-purpose athlete, of course. Oh, hold, hold so hold on. There, to me, that's two different things. Pop Warner would be tackle, and and. Uh, Flag football be flag. So what was it? Was it both? Definitely, or? definitely flag. No, no, no. We were not, we were not big hitters out there. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I see you and I don't see you as someone who wants to go out there and get hit or do the hitting. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But that's where I sit. Hey, I guess. Come on, you, you're talking to you're talking to a retired uh, uh, lacrosse athlete. However awful I have been at that sport. Oh, man. That's one sport I never did or got into, but I think I might have been okay at it. I have good hand-eye coordination. I think I could do that. Mm. But um, uh, I thought I did, too. It, it gets tougher when, when you're trying to catch something and someone's swinging a metal pole at you. <laughs> like, how physical of a game is lacrosse, really? Because, I, mean, really, I mean, is it a super physical game, you would say? You know, once again, because, like you said, they can swing and hit you with the metal pole and stuff, trying to get the ball knocked out of there. I mean... How would you describe that as a game? That is that is a great question. It is on the one hand incredibly physical, especially uh, at the you know if you're in the middle school, high school level, you're more open to the big hits. It's interesting. You watch uh, some of the the MLL and the the high level D one stuff. It's actually in in a way it's like the NFL where you get to the higher levels and speed is really what kills. You see less. Uh, less of the big hits, a lot more stick checking and defense trying to you know keep you in front because you know as you well know uh, because it's the case with most sports uh, except maybe hockey if if you really go to try to lay someone out uh, and you miss it, it gives you uh, it gives the the back half of your defense a lot of trouble and if you if you're dealing with the athletes you are at the high levels of lacrosse you'll you'll see a lot. You, there are still big hits when they happen. You know, when, when hits happen, that they can be quite big. Uh, but you get a lot more of the high-level athletes that are just, you know, using their quickness and, and scooting by the big hit attempts. I, I, I apologize to our listeners. I'm fascinated by lacrosse. So uh, to hear someone who actually knows a little bit more about it than I do, so I'll, I'll take his word as expertise uh, on this one. Uh, Christian Pechtemet, our guest here, he's the radio voice of the Colby Eagles on 100.3 The Ride. He was down at Cheney. What time did you get home from Cheney, or did you spend the night on Friday night? <laughs> I, I did not spend the night. Um, let's think. I probably walked in uh, my front door about 
1245. Oh, not bad at all. Not bad at no, all. No, not bad at all. Uh, for those of you that, that followed the uh, the score or, or saw the, uh, the box score, uh, it's not uh, a far-fetched idea to think that the second half was running clock, uh, which meant that uh, about 30, 30 real minutes went by in the second half. It, it flew by. So yeah. That well, made the- getting home a little bit easier, and thankfully it, it made the, uh, the final finish on the scoreboard a little bit nicer uh, than probably it was. Yeah, we probably both walked in our front doors about the same time, roughly. Me at around That's 11, right. 11, 20. Yeah, it was about 11.20, I think I walked in the door, and you walked in just about 10 minutes later or so. So, now that's not all bad. Oh, oh, 12, 12. So, oh, but, right. but remember, there's the time no. change, so it was no. at the same yep, exact yep. time. Still, you're you're still I'm adjusting still this, you rookie. You're still adjusting to this. Okay, give me give me a reason why Cheney should win a 3A state title this year. Oh, gosh. Um, well, other than everything, I mean, this team... <laughs> This team has has everything. I think the one thing they're lacking uh, in in Northwest uh, Kansas football standards, at least, uh, is size. I was actually talking uh, to their head coach prior to uh, last week's or uh, prior to Friday's game, uh, and he goes, he said something that I have never heard uh, in my time covering uh, Colby football, however short it may have been, and he said. Uh, uh, I mean, you got some big guys up front. I'm worried about that. <laughs> and uh, Colby, Colby football's uh, offensive front in particular is not the largest thing you've ever seen. Uh, I think we get spoiled a little bit with, with District 8 football, and you see the Holcombs and the Scott Cities of the world, and you see how much size they have, and they're just towering over everybody. Uh, they they do not have that in, in Genian and uh, – and Andale over there, they don't have. They, they're certainly big up front, but not to the same extent that we're used to seeing uh, size up front. But they have, other than that, they have talent basically everywhere, and and their their line certainly did a fair bit of dominating on Friday as well. Not taking anything from them, they just don't have the size. Uh, maybe of the Holcomb that they're actually playing on Friday. Uh, but get this, Jack Voth, uh, they're kind of all star wide out slash running back. He's got this Debo Samuel type thing going on where he just plays anywhere they need him to. Uh, senior, he's committed to New Mexico State for next year. He did not play a single snap. Uh, he's one of their, I think, three guys that play both ways. He's their linebacker for him, and like I said, he's just about everything offensively. Uh, came in on the year with 19 touchdowns, which is one fewer than Colby had on the season. Uh, their entire offense combined, and he did not play a single snap. He injured his right shoulder last week, was kind of a game-time decision, suited up, went through warm-ups, didn't end up playing, and uh, it did not slow that offense down one bit. They have weapons just all across the board. They have a a kind of a uh, three-headed attack offense uh, in their backfield with their running backs. You'll see a couple different guys tote the carry, for them and their receivers are just uh, incredible. I, I can't think of enough words to to describe this offense when you see it in person. Josh Burdick, their quarterback, is just a junior. He doesn't play like it. Uh, he's very heady, makes good decisions, and that his arm talent is uh, it's next level. The, the Colby 
I don't want to say they never stood a chance. Uh, we'll talk about it, but they have. I mean, Colby has athletes on the outside, certainly, but this this Cardinals team overall is just ridiculous. Well, that's the thing that stinks about when you make the playoffs in this District 8 and you have match and you cross over with that district there with Andale and Cheney is that you're going to run into, if you are the three or the four, and even, you know, Pratt's on that side, and they're usually a pretty good program and some other good schools over there, you know, so no matter who you cross, that it's just a tough crossover district. You're going to run into some real buzz saws, and I don't even care if you're, if you're Holcomb or Scott City, you're probably going to, you know, run into those teams, and it's going to be a tough, a tough game. Um, that's just the way it is. So I don't know if Colby has anything to really to hang their head about, uh, at this point in time, I, I want to look at the big picture, though, more on the Colby side of things. It was Coach Ryan Mosier's first year, first year kind of running his his systems and and getting the kids to buy into his ways, and they end up going four and five, which I think is a pretty respectable first year for a head coach at any level. Um, and what were your thoughts on the first year of the Ryan Mosier era? Well, I have I have a lot of thoughts, and um, most of them are pretty positive. It's this is going to sound like, uh, you know, a little bit of Mary suing and uh, being overly positive here. Uh, but there aren't a ton of, you kind of list out all of Colby's problems this year. And, you know, they, they did have a losing record, but like you said, nothing to hang your head about. You, you play a very difficult schedule uh, in your five. You had five losses on the year, right? You were four and five of those five losses. Uh, the five teams that you lost to have seven combined losses on the year, including Holyoke, Scott City, uh, and of course the Cardinals on Friday. Those three teams have two losses combined. Uh, so just some, like you said, buzzsaws that you're running into. Uh, but there aren't a lot of issues when you list them all out that aren't, at least in theory, at least on paper, uh, going to be solved by. Uh, a year or two more of experience. You have five seniors on the roster this year. I just had five seniors on the roster this year. And you only really had two. It was Tucker Wark and uh, Zane Betts uh, who played both ways for you. Uh, you had one other that kind of mixed in that Boston Tubbs would play defensively at corner, and even he wasn't really healthy for the back half of the year, at least not fully um, Peyton Feiken would come in as the kicker and rotated a bit on the defensive line. But your senior class, as, as top-heavy as it was with some talented kids, didn't contribute as much as uh, – or didn't, you know, didn't have the size uh, of roles uh, as much as the juniors did, which was basically everywhere. Your quarterback, all of your receivers, just about your entire offensive line, and basically your entire defense – all across the board, we're all juniors, uh, which has to make you feel good about next year, right? Is because they all they all came in and were first year starters, didn't have uh, basically any of them uh, real touches last year. Your quarterback, Case and Carroll, is maybe the only one that got consistent uh, time a year ago as a sophomore, and even he wasn't in his quarterback. He was kind of a backup running back behind Zane. Uh, and you, you saw that showcase a little bit. He, he can certainly use his speed to the outside when plays break down. Uh, but you didn't have a lot of starters uh, that saw minutes before this year. So it's nice to see or nice to think about uh, the idea of them improving for next year. All of your whole receiving core comes back. Your offensive line was probably your biggest 
uh, issue, your biggest question mark coming into the year. And they proved uh, to struggle against some of these bigger fronts. You had one returning offensive lineman from last year. And now next year, you're going to have all five coming back, especially at the high school level where a year doesn't only mean experience. Uh, it also can quite literally mean improved size. They can, they can put on some, some height and weight before next year. Not saying they're going to, but it, it would help up front. Uh, and, and I think that hurt your run game a lot. Zane Betts in his senior year did not produce uh, offensively the way that we thought uh, he was going to. Still a heck of an athlete defensively. Coach Mosier's scheme asks a lot out of uh, your linebackers, which is where Zane started, and he certainly filled that role pretty well. Uh, but struggled to run the ball behind a, an inexperienced offensive line. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see where the run game goes because on the one hand, like I said, you get all of your offensive linemen back. On the other hand, you're losing an all-state, former all-state honorable mention uh, in the backfield. You'll, you'll have Talon Wark will be a junior next year. He kind of uh, fits to fill into that role. As a junior, we only really saw him defensively in an outside linebacker spot uh, where he did just a lot. Mostly in the back half of the year, he started to come on and uh, just came downhill really well, had a pick, a forced fumble, uh, and, and almost, I think he finished on the team third or fourth in tackles, uh, which is especially impressive because almost all of them came in the last four games or so. Uh, so really impressive year from him. We'll see if he can uh, kind of fill into that running back spot. But like I said, uh, on paper, you, you have a lot to, to be hopeful about if you're a Colby fan because you get basically your whole team back, and a lot of these issues they had uh, will hopefully be fixed with experience. Christian Peck, Dimit, our guest here. Before we let you go, Christian, uh, I want to get your thoughts. You know, about 60 seconds here. Tonight's been a football game. Lions, Raiders, are you feeling good about it tonight? Absolutely, I am. Absolutely. Be- better than uh, better but, than your Brock Purdy take? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's a whole other thing that we can get into. We can get into that later. <laughs> let's, let's not dive into that now. Let's just finish your thoughts on the Lions, and we'll let you go. Of course. It, it gets harder to defend Brock Purdy, but I still can, and I will. Um, the, the Ravens game prior to that, I still would have told you I felt good, uh, but obviously nothing went right uh, for Detroit in that one. Uh, the Raiders, frankly, are, are an underperforming team. Obviously, McDaniels isn't exactly leading a, a Super Bowl contender uh, over there, and it's nice uh, that the Lions are finally getting primetime games. I know it's a different sport. Uh, but I remember, I think it was four years ago, the Pistons had fewer primetime games than LeBron James's son's high school team. Mm. So it's it's nice to finally get get some love and see us on, on national television, those Detroit teams, every once in a while. Uh, and I think it'll be a nice bounce back, especially because uh, you have the bye coming up next week. And probably after the bye, you get David Montgomery back. For any of you that have watched Lions football, uh, not that Jameer Gibbs has been doing poorly or Craig Reynolds has been filling in, uh, you know, poorly, but David Montgomery is, is kind of what makes that uh, offense run. He's the motor behind that big O-line, and uh, it'll be nice to have him back. I think he'll be just fine beating the Raiders without him, though. There you go. Christian Peck Dimmitt, a beloved Lions fan. He'll be cheering them on tonight. And, of course, the radio voice, the Colby, goes on her point through the right. Thank you, Christian, for the time, and look forward to our uh, Brock Purdy debate down the road. Absolutely.
Thanks, buddy. Once again, good stuff there from Christian Pack. Uh, let's take a quick break. Come back. Wrap the show with the leftovers next. This is the Morning Blitz.